So, again, while indices aren't providing a lot of conviction one way or the other, we're definitely getting some from central bankers this week. Let's bring in Dan Deming, the managing director at KKM Financial. He's joining us this morning. Dan, I guess it's a coin toss as to whether we should talk uh, the ECB before jobless, but, but let's begin <laughs> with uh, the central bank activity because I just mentioned we are seeing some conviction uh, from the RBA, the BOC, this week. And uh, we just heard from the ECB. As expected, though, they did go ahead and raise rates by 75 basis points. Yeah, they did, Ben. And, uh, you know, the market uh, had, had anticipated that. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, press conference goes. And then I know uh, Christine Lagarde will be speaking after that as well. But the one thing I think that's interesting when you look in the numbers, at least at first glance, is uh, the outlook moving forward. And basically, you know, they see 8.1% uh, inflation this year, 5.5 next year, mm -hmm. and not getting back to the 2.3 level as they kind of anticipate till 2024. So with those types of expectations, it does appear that the ECB will continue to be fairly uh, aggressive in nature to combat some of these trends that they're identifying as well. It's helping firm the euro currency up a little bit here, back to that parity level just above Dan, I was just saying, and I guess I'll toss the question to you, is 75 the new 50? Yeah, I guess so, Ben. Yeah, I mean, these are unprecedented. As you mentioned, uh, this is the largest uh, increase for the ECB since 99. And, you know, certainly the the uh, the levels that are unfolding here in the United States go back, you know, even further than that. And, you know, it does appear that we're seeing that playing out, you know, Bank of Canada, you yeah. know, they went 100 the last time and yeah. 75 uh, yesterday. So, uh, it does appear that that is the theme now, and the markets are, uh, you know, having to adjust for that. It's going to lead to increased volatility, which we've already identified this year, and I think that's going to continue. And certainly, you know, when you see central banks um, shifting their monetary policy as aggressively as they are, you know, that's uh, it's going to be a challenging environment for the equity markets, let alone other uh, uh, asset classes as well. Uh, because of the uncertainty surrounding, um, you know, the level of where we might have to go to st stamp out some of these uh, trends that are in place now. And that certainly historically has been a headwind for equity markets. Uh, a challenging environment. Uh, talk to us about what this means for the Fed ultimately uh, in a couple of weeks and uh, for the dollar, which is, uh, well, both for that matter, have been on a trajectory to the upside. Yeah, I mean, the Fed's, I would assume, is going to continue uh, on their path. Uh, you know, the market anticipates that, and it does appear that they have been pretty transparent in indicating that they're going to remain aggressive, and especially when you get uh, weekly numbers like we did this morning, Ben, and the revision lower yeah. from yeah. last week. Yeah, 220, you know, yeah. that's uh, very strong. Very strong, exactly. Yeah. And, and and that's, you know, that's one of the Fed mandates. And, you know, the other one is price stability. And, um and if they don't feel like they're accomplishing that, especially if they continue to see these strong job numbers, uh, that um, you know they they will allow them to continue on their path. And you know, and I and I think you know you certainly have seen certain uh, pundits you know indicating the, the the challenges for the markets. And I think the Fed doesn't you know I think they they care about the equity markets, uh, the stock market, and other asset classes. But at this point, given the other things that they're contending with. It's really not uh, a significant driver of their decision making. And I think they're OK with this dollar continuing to move higher and the markets uh, being challenged. Dan, let's move away from Europe a little bit. Talk about Asia and the Japanese yen at a new 24 year low. It's coming off as yeah. it seems like they're starting to take notice over there. The BOJ, we're hearing of uh, finance ministers ultimately meeting. But there's been some talk that we could see intervention. 
Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's a free fall right now, yeah. and as you mentioned, and um, and and if is given the current trends that we're seeing by other central banks, that they're going to have to probably ultimately do something. Now, the one thing that they are dealing with, uh, you know, at least at this point, are lower inflation mm -hmm. rates. So mm -hmm. that's why they're able to maintain, you know, the course that they feel they have to to uh, keep the economy uh, moving forward. But uh, at some point, yeah, the, the, the breaking point now, I mean, everything is going to be uh, challenged over there. And, you know, given the, these general trends, at some point, you got to think that that's going to creep uh, into their economic structure as well, because these things have a way to, you know, work their way through, you know, pretty much all parts of the globe once they start. And I think that's why these central banks are being so aggressive. Uh, talk to us about uh, some of what's going on as far as some of the other currencies again, because obviously the euro hanging out around parity, the focus here this morning, but kind of uh, in the background a little bit, you've got new prime minister Liz Truss rolling out this energy deal we were just talking about uh, with Fiona Boll. She joined us a minute ago uh, from the UK to discuss again basically uh, what's playing out there. And uh, I mean, uh, the British pound's coming under pressure as well. The Canadian dollar, even though you mentioned a 75 basis point rate, it almost seemed like it wanted more. It does. It did. I mean, yeah, the reaction wasn't probably what uh, a lot of market uh, participants uh, felt was going to uh, take place with their continued aggressiveness. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all challenged right now. I mean, the U.S., uh, the Fed is ahead of the curve on this thing. Um, although, you know, Bank of Canada, from, from a great perspective, at three and a quarter is the highest on yeah. the board yeah. for all major uh, markets. But nonetheless, uh, you know, the, the, their dependency on the oil and with oil coming under pressure, maybe that's one of the mm -hmm. factors that are continuing to uh, uh, be a headwind for the Canadian dollar. But um, overall, yeah, the, the trends in place, uh, you know, are shifting uh, and putting pressure on uh, various economies across the globe. Certainly, you would think that the stronger dollar is going to continue to be a challenge for, um, you know, uh, developing or emerging markets. Um, it, because you know it, it's it's just it makes their uh, expense their their cost of uh, productivity more so and so I, I think that um, the, these are trends that you know that, that's why we're seeing the equity markets and that's why we're seeing volatility across all the different asset classes because there it creates a great deal of uncertainty and uh, and and it doesn't appear that they're going to be reigning uh, reaching that pivot point at least not in the time frame that the market felt maybe even a month ago and that's why we did see this selling pressure. And we and right now, based on the central bank themes, it doesn't feel like they're going to reach the pivot point until maybe next year. Dan, uh, we're looking at the Canadian dollar right now, and it has been trending lower, but the trajectory to the downside, the slope, a little less aggressive, a little less intense than that of the British pound, the euro currency, the yen. So, again, weakening. And to your point, crude oil, it seems like a little bit more closely tied to the Canadian dollar or the, the loonie a little bit more tied to Canada. I'm sorry, than crude than it has been uh, uh, over the last while, exactly. a little bit more closely the last couple of weeks here. But, Dan, let's kind of come full circle, full circle here because I just noticed the indices are actually coming off a little bit. The ES now down yeah. about a third of a percent. Uh, this strong jobs number, to your point, I mean, kind of does signal that that green light is there for the Fed. Labor conditions remain very strong, it appears. Yeah, you know, I think it's it'll be this would be a a big day for the market. Okay. Uh, you know, I was uh, opti or cautiously optimistic, you know, going into these uh, numbers and that we were holding yesterday's gains, mm -hmm. you know. So mm -hmm. I think that's really, I, I, to me, if, if you're looking for some stability in the markets, it's just the fact that we can just hold on to yesterday's gains for a day or two without reversing and giving them up and then going back down to challenge the lows. 
know, that's going to be a real test for this market because it does feel at this point, given the message that's being delivered by central banks, once again this morning, uh, the, the general hawkishness of the, the, the you know, the Fed's uh, officials. Now, I think we do get uh, some information here from Chairman Powell today. So yeah. that could be another driving factor and the market's going to be very focused on that. Charles Evans as well. We're looking at the ES right now and it is starting to come off testing a lower extreme of the range that we've been in the overnight session. But still for the most part hanging out near the highs from yesterday and Dan as I look at this chart I can understand your kind of cautious optimism headed into this morning because here you can see the sell-off that we saw a couple weeks ago Friday in reaction to Fed Chair Jerome Powell series of lower highs since and again sort of uh, reflective of bear market conditions here rallies have been somewhat short-lived and limited in terms of ability to take out key levels but Dan as long as we hold up above the June lows and below the August highs it seems like we're kind of range bound and somewhat of a digestive trade. Yeah, we could see some big intraday swings, but am I wrong in terms of looking at those as the next big levels for the indices? No, I think that you're absolutely right, Ben. I mean, I certainly, as this market was uh, realizing this significant selling pressure for the last week and a half, I, you know, I think as a technician, you had to look at those June lows and other, you know, those levels uh, as the and kind of take uh, your reads from those levels as far as where we might end up. I know that we went down, I think, and hit a key Fibonacci number before the bounce uh, yesterday. So a lot of market technicians, excuse me, are watching that. But nonetheless, yes, those are the new targets now for this market. And, and I mean, yeah, I, I think the, the 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 bearishness or the sentiment in the market, if we were to break through these recent lows and mm -hmm. really start to see some pressure and th that would indicate that we're going to go down and test the June lows that that, you know, could feed on itself pretty quickly. And that's something that I'm a little uh, cautious about right now in the sense that, uh, yeah, I think it's very important for this market to maintain uh, these current levels uh, because, uh, yeah, if we if we see further uh, head or I mean, downward pressure, excuse me, to you know, challenge those June lows, and especially with the trends in the market. I mean, the, the old adage, Ben, you, we know it, don't fight the Fed. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and the yeah. markets tr had, had tried to, and the Fed pushed back even harder. It wasn't happy with the response by the markets. So, uh, you know, they seem steadfast in, uh, you know, fighting inflation, and they really don't seem to care too much about how the markets react to their uh, steps that they're taking right now. I thought the Fed once learned my lesson. Uh, it, it won, to say the <laughs> least, the, the end result, I'm sure you're aware of. Um, and I think that's a good old adage here. Real quick, I want to pull this chart here because uh, just pointing out the June lows again being around 36.39, the yep. August highs up around 43.26. Dan, you were just speaking to those recent lows around 38.80. And I'm looking at this area around 39 and kind of right in the middle of this range. And I always say if you can't go higher, if you fail and you start to take out the middle of the range that you're in, often opens up the door for a retest of that lower extreme here. But Dan, I guess I want to just kind of end with a final thought. And what should we be focused on? We've been talking about uh, central bank activity, some of the eco data, uh, some of the other, uh, um, you know, uh, focuses for investors and traders. But uh, in terms of heading into the end of the week, it looked like kind of light as far as that eco data. And now that we have uh, some of the bigger uh, points behind us, obviously, we're going to be keeping an eye on CPI as we await uh, the next Fed meeting. But right. should we be watching the 10-year yields right now? Because they still remain very much range-bound as well. While well, we saw the 30 breakout this week, it seems like the TNX is still yet to buy into that upside uh, uh, momentum or at least a breakout-type uh, mindset. Right. Yeah, it is interesting that the middle of the curve hasn't quite pushed through those levels from June where we're seeing the front end of the curve definitely mm -hmm. doing that a couple weeks ago. And now the 30-year, you know, pushing through those levels. 
So, yes, I think that that's one key factor, Ben, and the dollar continues to be really the, the one of the primary drivers. And you and Rick pointed that out before I came on. You know, 110 spot 77, I believe, was the intraday high a couple of days ago. We're in the, the 109 handle now. But, uh, you know, if we see the dollar continue to push through or towards that 111 level and higher, if it continues to make new highs, that would be, to me, a pretty big indication that this market's going to struggle. Dan, appreciate you joining us here. Great breakdown. Lots to focus hey, on thanks, this morning. Man. We'll let you get on with your day. And uh, thanks for part sharing part of it with us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Dan Deming, the Managing Director of KKM Financial. We're